Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. Welcome everybody um, to our live series. Uh, this is the second season of um, me interviewing other practice owners and other therapists who dove into the world of entrepreneurship. Um, and so if you're here live with us, if you want to comment hi, or at least just give us a thumbs up that you can hear me okay, always good. Um, and uh, so far, we've talked to um, a bunch of different practice owners across the country and just learned so much about their stories. Uh, and I'm really excited tonight um, to bring on one of my friends from the East Coast. Uh, Bill and I work together for, what do you think? Like, 10 years, probably. I think that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just, we worked together so much. We had a blast and um, he's still doing really amazing things. So I'm really excited to have you here, Bill. Um, yeah, it's good to see you. You too. It's a pleasure to join you and it's a pleasure to share the experience so others can kind of grow and learn and, you know, go forth. Yeah. And get kind of a preview of what, what they might be in for and yeah. the pros and cons, the trade-off. <laughs> Um, yeah, and still, you know, like why, well, we'll get into this, I'm sure, but I was just talking to um, another uh, practice owner before, like we got on um, about, you know, like just, there's just like a different kind of stress when you own your own business, but also like a freedom, like nothing else. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and being able to make your own choices about where you're going to be when <laughs> um, and taking vacation uh, yeah. is definitely things that are great. So um okay so let's jump into all of this stuff i know that bill has a ton of really good um, you know info and stories to share but um for people here who might not know you bill if you could tell us a little bit about you and your background and where you're at now with your practice yeah absolutely thanks so i run movement first health and wellness currently and I have a, it, it's myself and a dietitian on our staff, and we're actually bringing on a, um, a, a business manager uh, within the next month. Um, kind of started, my roots were from, in, in business-wise, I started as a traveling per therapist, concierge, going to people's homes, which was awesome in its own sense, being able to meet people, meet their pets, meet their family in that order. Um, <laughs> but uh, eventually, you know, wanted to kind of have a space for those who didn't necessarily feel comfortable uh, with me coming or with people who, it, you know, make, made the schedule kind of a little neater to have people come see me versus me going to see them. And so I, I started different places and uh, was able to kind of rent space from a CrossFit gym, was able to rent space from a yoga studio, from a personal fitness gym. And uh, now I'm here kind of in a, in a brand new spot that Morgan doesn't even know about, but I'm, I'm renting space for another physical therapist to Oh my just, gosh. Yeah. It's kind of, it's been a crazy year. <laughs> um, 
but uh, it's it's all you, you just got to take it in stride. Um, before then, I was a physical therapist. I worked for a kind of a chain place that I would see many people didn't have much mentorship, didn't have much you know, help in terms of figuring out what I was doing and how to do it properly. Didn't feel like everything was kind of going or expected in an ethical manner. So I got out of that, went to a a different and better place. There, I, I, I relearned my love for, for helping people and kind of learning about the body and, and enhancing the way that I can help through therapy and through different modalities and techniques. And then, um, but soon realized that the model that they had wasn't quite holding up with um, the reimbursement rates in the area. So um, ultimately decided that, you know, when they kind of merged actually with the previous place that I was out of there, um, went and did a part-time somewhere as I started to grow my business part-time at night and on weekends. Um, and uh, and then ended up going full-time in the middle of the pandemic in October of 2020, uh, which is, I believe, when we started uh, was when I went full time. And um, yeah, it was, it was so helpful. And I don't know if I would have been able to grow the way I grew without some of your guidance. And yeah, it was. And so yeah, so since then, continuing to grow, as, as I mentioned, the dietitian, uh, and going forward, I'm hoping to even expand even more into wellness, bringing on mental health, bringing on, um, you know, maybe other movement providers, and even I would love to bring on, um, you know, some some medicine, whether it be functional medicine, uh, some some sort of medical side of the, th the, the, the health world, uh, just to kind of have that everything in house and, and together. So it's easy and we can all work for as a team to help people that's so cool um thank you so much for sharing all of that and i know like i think your story like really um i guess like sort of exemplifies like a lot of the things that all of us kind of go through um and i know when i was first like out of school doing my first jobs and starting my business like sometimes i can feel really like lonely and like almost like i'm the only person who's going through this and it it, that's just not true. <laughs> like, um, you know, a lot of us definitely have similar stories of kind of like sort of like bouncing around a little bit because like you realize something is just like not right. right. Um, and, you know, I think the courage that it takes is, you know, not super common, I would say, um, to be able to say, you know what, I have to really like go after what like my dreams are and the way that I think people should be treated. Um, and I know like this, I want to, I want to know more about this. So I hope you don't mind me um, asking here on our live stream podcast, YouTube video. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but I know like earlier, I think, um, when we like, we were kind of talking about like goals and like where you see your practice going in the future. Like, I know that this like uh, comprehensive wellness space is really important to you. And, and like, you wanted to be able to bring on like all different aspects of different providers um, to, you know, essentially be able to say to somebody like, Hey, like come into this facility and you can just door to door to door and go see everybody that you need to see. Um, and that was kind of like a, a dream that you had and like an ultimate goal. And it sounds like you're really like on the pathway to that so yeah. i'm just curious 
you can tell us a little bit more about all that. Yeah, absolutely. Out. Absolutely. Uh, well, kind of where it came from was that the way I help people is I, I try to take a whole body approach and I try to, and, and, and I know a lot of the listeners probably do as well. You try, and that's why you may be thinking about going into your own practice is because you want to spend the time and you want to do what's right and, and all the things that are necessary to kind of treat the entire individual versus just kind of shuffling through and, and doing the bare minimum. So within exploring that within getting that extra time, I recognize, you know, there are people who have dietary problems that contribute to symptoms. They have, uh, they have psychological problems that contribute to not only their problems, but the thing, but it, it impacts their ability to, to do what needs to be done and to, to care for themselves enough that they will actually kind of put in the work sometimes. So it's, it's not everyone, but the people who do have it, they need that extra support. And obviously I'm not a, a mental health specialist, but I can see when somebody has trouble and needs something like that. The challenge that I've I've witnessed is it's it's not always easy to get people to go and seek that type of help, even dietitian or mental health, because like us, even when someone's coming to a space or told to go do something or recommended to go do something, there's so many uncertainties within that. And so it's like, okay, I just got comfortable enough to invest in my physical health here. And now this guy's telling me I need to go talk to a shrink. Like what? But the idea was that if, if we could have it where, you know, and I haven't ironed it all out, but if we could have it where it is a, a package deal or it's not necessarily, you know, you, you're you going to see the physical therapist and then, oh, you're going to start, you're going to have a different package to see a mental health specialist, but you essentially invest in your own wellness and then you have access to all of these providers. Um, so so if your your base provider is a, is a psychologist and you're they're they're telling them about some sort of physical issue or some sort of you know that they haven't exercised then that mental health specialist can refer them to either a trainer uh, or a physical therapist or chiropractor within the practice that can take care of some of those issues which will then potentially improve their mental health and vice versa someone who has you know physical issues and and is struggling with habit forming or struggling with some sort of um, grieving or depression that is impacting their progress and their ability to continue on their journey, then it's it's imperative to be able to say, hey, you know, I really think this is important. Instead of seeing me this week, I, I'd really like you to see so-and-so so that you can work through some of these things, get some strategies, get some skills so that you can work on them. And then we can kind of follow up about it and see what else you need going forward and just kind of come at it from a team approach and an and ease of kind of entry uh, for all the different uh, clinicians and all that stuff. So that's kind of where I see it going. Uh, there are some practices in the area that have similar, uh, you know, whether it be chiropractor, nutritionist, functional medicine, or um, acupuncture and some of that stuff. So there, it, it can be done. It's just a matter of making sure it's modeled so that it it is it can provide the most benefit for the the people who are using it and be able to be an environment for the providers that they feel like they have the time, the ability to kind of make sure that they take care of people and give them what is best without an ego of thinking, okay, I can, I can do this without any additional help. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such like a beautiful thing. You know, imagine healthcare being easy and about the patient <laughs> and like, 
Right. <laughs> oh, you know, and I just, I think that's so cool. And I, I, um, one of my other, uh, clients, they were just telling me about how I think they're in kind of like a similar situation where they're practicing out of right now. Like they do mobile, but also rent space in a place that sounds similar to, you know, what, what you are putting together. Um, and it's also just like, it's such a good environment for the clinicians too, you know, to be able to really like work together and get to know each other. Um, rather than again, like feeling like you're on your own. Um, so I, I love that. I think that's so cool. Um, and like, for me, I know, like as a patient, it, I think we probably talked about this like way back when, but like one of the things that I try to, to the practice owners that I work with is to make things like as easy as possible for, for your patients or, you know, like prospects and everything, because like the more barriers to entry that you put there, like, you know, like you really will get people who are like very serious about it, but it mm -hmm. also could potentially like prevent somebody from taking the steps that they need. Um, for example, if I have to make my own dentist appointment, that for sure is not happening for another four weeks. Just baseline, <laughs> it'll be on my to-do list for the next one. Um, you know, but like what I'm like picturing with, with your description is like if that they need to go see the dietitian and the dietitian is literally like right across the hall from you, then it's kind of hard to not, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, as basically as you're checking yeah. out, it's like, Oh, Dr. Bill said, um, he wanted me to schedule with Dr. Susan next yeah. instead of him. And it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll get you set up and, and, uh, in, in contact with them. Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah. That easy as that, like no extra talk about intake forms, no extra talk about new businesses, no talk about trying to figure out how we can talk to each other. No, no. Yeah. Just none of, none of all that red tape around it. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I know that's that's kind of what's a beautiful thing about some of the bigger entities, uh, mm -hmm. as frustrating as it can be that, you know, they people will stay within within that. But what it is, is it's so easy to be able to just go on a my chart and see, OK, you know, OK, so such as such was thinking this when they sent you to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I guess kind of like going off of that and pivoting, um, speaking about like challenges and struggles with health, um, one of the main themes that Bill and I have talked about, you know, like both in our work together and then also just as like friends as well um is mental health as a business owner um and so like i know like bill that was something that you know you wanted to touch on tonight uh so if you don't mind maybe sharing a little bit more about like your your story with that and kind of what you've learned over the past couple of years yeah absolutely thank you yeah it's um something that you know when you are <laughs> when you're getting into this world and seeing seeing all the people kind of joining this world and 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 promoting their success and promoting that they can help you uh, through, you know, help you you grow your business and all that stuff. What, what you don't see is the the everyday grind. You don't see the the struggle, the the second guessing, the um, questioning if if things are right. Now, not everybody has that, um, but it's also good to know that a lot of people do have that, and it's important to know that that can be definitely normal for sure and, and just kind of being able to see okay what are what are all these thoughts and beliefs that I have and are they are they true and are or do I have to kind of rethink them and kind of reframe them in order to not feel stuck um, so yeah with within my own journey during the time that we worked we actually had to take a break because I was having a mental breakdown I was I was so anxious and so 
frustrated that um, even I was so frustrated that, yeah, I, I just, I couldn't, I wasn't healthy. And um, it ended up being the one of the best months I ever had after kind of taking a break because of probably because of all the work that I'd put into it. But, um, you know, when I was able to to relax and sit back and, and, and do the work, I was able to enjoy it and, and be able to kind of take care of myself and enjoy the process of working with people a little bit more versus worrying so much about, you know, the bottom line and getting things done and, and so much work to do. Um, within that process, I, I found out that I have ADHD and that was something that, um, you know, I had suspicions. Uh, my wife's an occupational therapist and she, you know, diagnosed me with it. Um, you know, looking back in the past, you know, there were some signs from, you know, whether it be notes from teachers, whether it be, you know, uh, forget how forgetful I was with certain things. There were definitely signs uh, of lacking that focus, the memory loss, the executive function issues. And so learning that I had ADHD was a huge enlightenment. And I think this has actually even grown even more since I've been working with Morgan in a sense that once I've realized kind of how I what what I was dealing with, I was able to learn, okay, these are the things that I've dealt with. And this is normal with this. And these are the things that I have to do to overcome it. But without that diagnosis, my mind was like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Everybody's just doing the work fine. You know, why can't I, I should be doing this should be doing that a lot of shoulda, woulda, coulda stuff, um, as opposed to kind of accepting, accepting how it was and, and, and navigating around it. And that led to um, it led to, again, as I mentioned, increased anxiety, it led to a depression, and it led to just me being in a really hard place, needing help from mental health specialists, medication to make sure that I am able to kind of sustain um, sustain a healthy lifestyle, even with the stresses of work, even with the stresses of early parenthood. Um, because it is very, very stressful. As you mentioned, it's a different kind of stress. When it comes to doing your your notes at work, you're stressed about doing all your notes and seeing all your clients. Um, but when it's a business, you're, you're stressed because you kind of have the whole thing on top of your shoulders. And um, another thing that I, I found out, and this doesn't make any sense because I love I love talking to people and I, I love engaging with people. But um, one of the other things that I discovered with help was that I have social anxiety. Uh, the, so that anxiety, that that imposter syndrome, that feeling like you sh you're bothering someone, you're feeling like um, what you're doing isn't good enough, or um, all those types of things are a form of social anxiety. And what that what that does is that basically stops you from doing all the things that you know you need to do, believe you can do. But then as soon as you start letting yourself think about something from from a vantage point of how others will respond to you then then you kind of shut down because of that social anxiety and so it's again really learning the skills and strategies with help to change your viewpoint boost your self-esteem be able to learn kind of different uh, ways to navigate it different ways to think about it and so it's really important to kind of you know what i want to say with this is like it's really important to listen to your body listen to your stress and then don't be afraid to go get help because it may just be the thing that helps you blossom and and 
and grow more than you could ever have expected to grow, um, which I feel like it it's helping me to do now. It's giving me the confidence to kind of go through and do things uh, at a bigger, bigger in a bigger way because I know I know my limitations and I know the things that I need help with, and then I can go out and get it. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that it's really important to take a look at, you know, why do you want to start a business? So that's like a completely separate piece to it. Like there's the stress of, of, of having a business, but then there's the stresses of, you know, why do you want the business? Is it because you just want something comfortable for yourself? Uh, is it because you don't want a boss? Is it because you want to grow something? Is it because you want your name to be known for something? Is it because you want to be proud about something? And you have to kind of look and say, like, is this story or is this actually going to pro provide me with that pride? Or do I just need to start with that pride now and enjoy every single moment? And then you have to think, OK, if I'm enjoying every single moment, what does life look like at its best? Like what what helps me get to my why? So, again, yeah, kind of knowing why you're doing it why you get up in the morning and making sure that that aligns with starting a business. Because if you look at it and say, you know, I want to start a business because I think, it, it, you know, to, to show these people that, you know, that's, I can do it, then that's kind of the wrong thing to do. If you're saying I want to go into business because that environment is where I thrive or that type of um, work is meaningful to me and that type of community is meaningful to me, then you're, you're going towards the right direction, I would say. Uh, I would agree with that. You know, like your business, it has to be like for you, you know, like a, a lot of people's goals also like incorporate, you know, their loved ones or their family. And I would still consider that, you know, you in a sense, like it has to be like internal, I guess, like for an internal reason, mm -hmm. rather than, you know, like you said, like, I'll show them, <laughs> um, you know, or, or whatever else, because it has to just like create such a high sense of drive that, um, you know, like you're able to endure over time over days and weeks and months through the ups and downs um because if you don't have that and like have that kind of power behind it um it's it's probably not gonna go very far you know yeah. um or like it won't be very sustainable right so um yeah i'm glad that you brought that up thank you so much for sharing all of that i feel like it sounds like to me that you know when we were together talking about a lot of like mental health stuff it was very like in the moment and kind of like how can i make my day-to-day -day, like more comfortable and less 100 percent anxiety yeah. um and since then it sounds like you have really taken like a lot of time to reflect on how else like that day-to-day -day maybe like influenced everything else that was going on um you know with you personally and and with your business yeah, um absolutely and and you know with the add like looking looking back again it's it's clear like you were you're helping me with a lot of the structural stuff within my business to kind of get it ordered to kind of get everything kind of in in the fold where where i didn't i don't have that ability um with the add and so it's like you were essentially helping me with my executive function it, and that's and that's where you're such you're such a massive help for me. I know that's not necessarily kind of how you you help everyone, but um, that ability to kind of help me understand some of these executive functions of planning and and organizing and doing all these types of different things, um, you know, I just didn't I didn't have that and 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 still continue to struggle with it. So it's 
like I said, something I'm going to be outsourcing. Um, and then you mentioned like, you know, outside of the, outside of the business, like you, you also don't realize when you're a one man show, how much your personal life also impacts your business, right? You need, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're having stress at home, it can create, um, it can create challenges in the business because if you're just always stressed out and you never give yourself self time to recover, then you're just going to be burnt out. And then the only time that you're going to slow down is probably going to be on your own time, which is business time mm -hmm. uh, so that impacts everything as well, which kind of stresses everything out. So, yeah. And that's um, just a whole vicious cycle and yeah, take care of yourself. Yeah. And, um, I just like, it always just reminds me of, um, my own mental breakdowns, which I feel like <laughs> when I first started out, probably the first like six months or so, I would have a mental breakdown probably at least once a week, you know, being like, what am I doing? <laughs> and, you know, over time, it's just, it's gone from like weekly to monthly yeah. to quarterly yeah. and moving more into like semi-annually. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think like with that said, being patient with yourself is also yeah. really important. Um, you know, and I think that that was something that you were kind of like mentioning with, you know, I should be able to do this. I should be doing like what all these other people are doing. And, you know, like on just like one thing, you should never should anything. Right. And that's, one um, of the, that's one of the cognitive distortions that yeah. I was having was a lot of shoulda, coulda, woulda for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely. Yeah. Um, it, you're also saying, so I forget, but I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue your thought sorry that's okay <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's just like i have to you know i have to interrupt i have to say this thing right now because i will forget in about 25 seconds mm -hmm. so. I'm the same way, yeah. <laughs> um but uh i like i think that that's something that it really took like a long time for me to like break out of you know like you see all these entrepreneurs online, especially now, um, you know, doing all these things and yeah. being like very go, 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 go. And of course, like, that's probably not the reality with a lot of people, but because that's what we see online, then you're like, oh, like I should be able to be working like 12 hours a day, six days yeah. a week on my business. And, um, you know, if you're not doing that, like you're not good enough and yeah. you just kind of like start to come up with your your own conclusions in a way about like what it takes to be successful yeah. um you know when in reality every single business and business owner has a completely unique situation right. and while a lot of the the paths to get from here to there have similar elements like all of the external and internal factors that each business owner has is going to create like their own like individualized way to where they want to go. Um, and I think like, if that's something that I had known earlier on, like with mental health wise, probably would have helped, um, you know, to say like, just because this person's doing that, like, doesn't mean I have to, and I have to think about, you know, what's going to be, be best for me, ultimately. Um, and yeah. uh, then like, one other thing I just wanted to mention again, because so I don't forget, <laughs> um, <laughs> is like I, I always talk about too with people, you know, when it comes to like pricing your services, you know, like if you're going to charge 200 bucks a session, then you, you know, better be uh, filled with the integrity of 
also being willing to pay $200 for a session to another provider. Because like, if you aren't willing to like pay for your own like healthcare, then this is just like with cash practice. But if you won't pay for your own healthcare, like why should somebody pay you cash? You know, like it just, it doesn't line up. And so Mm -hmm. like coming back to like the mental health thing, um, you know, if you're expecting people to, you know, invest in their health with therapy and also like invest their time and energy into it. But, you know, you aren't willing to get the help that you need. Then I feel like that's also kind of like a, a conflict a little bit. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you kind of got to walk, walk the walk. Yeah. Walk the walk, mm-hmm. talk, 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 you know? Yeah. And so that was actually something, you know, you said a couple things that I'd love to touch on. Yeah. I'll kind of go backwards. You mentioned, you know, your rates, um, you know, not only not only um, thinking that you would you would do it yourself, but I guess looking at what you charge and what the value you give with that charge and then looking, OK, if I was getting this value, would I pay for it? Because mm-hmm. sometimes part of the reason that a lot of us are doing or at least what I'm the reason I'm doing is because I haven't re- ever received the type of care that I try to give. And so it's almost like, you know, would I pay to would I pay the 250 for what I what I've gotten or for physical therapy or for you know this no but I would pay the 250 if someone was going to invest in me and communicate with me the way that I try to do with my clients yeah be on my team and be like super invested Mm -hmm. uh so, so like when you're looking at your rates it's like okay yeah I could charge a lot um but what is the value that I'm giving with with that and, and how can I, you know, how can I make sure that people understand that, you know, if you're going to charge a, a ton, then you're going to give a, you're going to be able to give a ton of tension and energy to people. If you're not going to charge as much, then you're not going to give them as much. Uh, so it's just, um, you know, understanding kind of the value spectrum when it comes to, to your rates, because again, yeah, you could charge a hundred or 150, but then you only give them a certain part of your time versus charging much more, which you give them more energy, more time, more focus. But what that comes down to is knowing your self-worth, knowing what you are worth, your knowledge is worth, your care and your time are worth and and believing that you are worth it um, when it comes to that investment. Um, So I think that that's kind of important to know when people are thinking about their price. It's not just, you know, logistics, it's also your value and then the value to other people that you're that you're providing Um, yeah and like the results long term too you know because like we might be thinking you know like step one is just establish the pricing you know and then step two it's like okay well you know i'm charging 250 i need to give at least 250 dollars worth of value at that time but you know, it's not just that hour, it's also the results that you're giving them into the future and all the things you're doing, you know, between sessions and all of that mm-hmm. as well. Um, well I'd so like, like to challenge you on that a little bit. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Go for you know, it. The reason, the reason being, I just actually read a, a, a pretty transformative book. It's a book that has really, really transformed the way I'm thinking. It's called the, um, and I, I highly recommend this to any new entrepreneur. I think it would be one of the top five books I would recommend. Um, it's called the art or the courage to be disliked. And, um, the reason I want to challenge you is because just the way you phrased it, you said, you know, you want to make sure that you are giving a $200, $250 value. And you want to make sure that all the things that you're doing, and I, I know I kind of said it too, so I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working on it, but I'm challenging, I'm challenging us. So I'm challenging us. 
I learned. Um, I'm challenging us with this new thing I learned because essentially, you know, if you if you are, this is also through conversations with other people. It's like if you are doing your best and you are doing what you believe is your job, your task to help guide, use your knowledge, then um, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter what the other person, how, how they respond to it, because mm -hmm. you're doing your best. And that's mm -hmm. what you are worth. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's kind of the way they, it, they talk about tasks and separation of tasks and how someone's my task is do something is to is to provide care um, their task is to receive the care to uh their task is to do their programming whatever is instructed of them their task is to experience and feel the way they feel and those two things shouldn't cross i shouldn't be trying to change the way they feel i should just be doing the thing that i promised to do and that like your your responsibility almost and correct me if i'm wrong but your responsibility in the relationship is like only for yourself like i feel like a lot of times we you know say like okay like I, you know i have to do all these things blah 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 you know be the professional and it's my responsibility for like you just said, how the other person feels, whether they do their homework, whether they get the results and all of that stuff, yeah. um, you know, but at the end of the day, like you can only truly like be responsible for your own actions, thoughts, feelings, etc. Yep. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was talking about with, you know, some of the, the changes with the social anxiety, you know, having that mindset when it comes to creating content. You know, if if you're driven to educate people, that's your that's your task. That's your thing. Do it. And that's why it's called the dis, the, the courage to be disliked, because it's it's like do what is you do mm -hmm. what you want to do, do what you are passionate and love doing, because that's the way that you're going to be free. Have the courage to know that maybe thousands of people will dislike you, but also understand that there are probably going to be thousands of people that do like mm -hmm. you. But it's not it's the courage to do it regardless and that's something that i've actually noticed with a lot of like coaches that are preaching they're like you know they're like do it you know people are people are you know people won't care or they will care like don't just don't worry because people don't care but it's like no just do it because that's what you love doing do it because you're really passionate about it and it doesn't matter what anybody else says mm -hmm. Um, and it's a, it's kind of a hard thing to remember when, when you've gone through all that stuff. Um, and then especially kind of with what you're, you're talking about social media and how, uh, you know, you see other people doing things and you, you, you feel like you're in competition, but in reality, if your goal is to, if your goal is to help people, if your goal is to provide, you know, help so many people avoid surgery or help so many people have fulfilled lives, then you guys are all on the same team. Right. And yes, maybe monetarily feel some competition but really everybody's on the same team and you guys are um you know working for the same thing and then with with instagram and facebook and everything as you mentioned like you see all the positives and what you don't see is all the the blood sweat and tears and and the frustration and the um bad lack of sleep yeah 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 <laughs> the lack of sleep and um you know i have people come up to me and they're like oh you know it looks like your practice is doing great i'm like does it good glad <laughs> Like, I'm glad it looks like it's doing <laughs> a good thing. Like, awesome. You know, I know how it's going. I'm, I'm content and happy to keep, you know, keep building it. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad it looks good to other people. <laughs> so I also know the moments where I'm like, rud, um, everything's falling apart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, the other thing kind of going way back to what you were talking about with 
um, you know, early entrepreneur, early business starting and kind of having those freak outs was, I don't know about you, but for me, it was like failure. Like, and that's also something within mental health range is, is failure. And also kind of what we were just talking about your own task is like, you're going to fail a lot and you need to learn to be okay with that. And it, the faster you learn to be okay with not doing it right, the faster you'll be able to build. And I, I knew that and I recited that to myself, but I was never able to actually feel it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm kind of finally to that point, but mm -hmm. um, you need to realize that you're going to, you're going to stink. You're not going to be good at stuff like yeah. bad. And Especially it's going to sales. Yeah. And it's going to hurt and it's going to be like, what did I do wrong? And you know, oh my goodness, that was, you know, that was so important. Why didn't I get that person? But it's like, it's not, it's not important. You're going to get another person and, and you're going to, you're going to learn from that experience and you're going to get better, um, with every time you do it and understand that again, your task within sales is to do everything you can to help them see how you could help them because you really want to help them. And mm -hmm. that their task is to decide if that value that you placed on yourself is within their value realm. And if it isn't, that's not up to you. Um, you know, so you got, you can look at all these tick tricks and tips and all these, these different strategies, but when it comes down to it, it, it's, it's, it's value express it, being able to express your value the best you can and people judging that value and, and make feeling that, you know, it's valuable enough to them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting journey, especially with sales. You're right. Value. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because I feel like, you know, what you were just saying, like the last like 60 seconds or so was such like a good summary of how like an almost like initial sales interaction or like a, you know, typical eval should go. Right. Um, and I like one of the biggest things that I would say that I wish I knew at the beginning, um, was to just shut up like mm. don't talk so much you know like you were saying like express your value but like you don't have to talk for like five minutes straight to a person to can like try to like I hate when people say like how do I convince a patient to work with me or like how do I persuade them how do I get them mm -hmm. and, you know like you don't like you put yourself out there you ask questions you relate to the person right. build a relationship as yep. every single like marketing book will tell you um and sales book and you just have to like put something on the table and say like hey look you know person based on everything you've said here's my recommendation and shut up you know <laughs> like let the other person talk yeah um that was like oh my gosh and sometimes i still do it and oh, sometimes, I still do it. like have you ever had i'll like be on like a sales call or whatever and um i'm like out of body experience watching myself just like shut up shut up shut up shut yeah. up just like a complete dumpster fire and i'm like oh my god <laughs> um but yes. it's like that's gonna happen Absolutely. no matter how long you've been in business right um but yeah like that's the like number one piece of advice that i wish i could go back and give myself is just like be simple yeah. you know and ask questions because like yeah. it's and not about you yeah absolutely and i think another thing another thing that's overlooked especially in the marketing and sales you know tips that are surrounding us is the failure to recognize and make sure that your product is actually as good as you think it is um i forget what book it is i think it's i think it's called influence 
But there's a story about, you know, two kids on the block that have uh, lemonade stands and, and one kid has a ton of customers and then the other kid uh, is learning all these ways to get customers through, um, you know, marketing strategies. And yes, he gets customers, but um, they're not consistent. And he finally kind of takes a look and he figures it out and, and he goes over and he tries to figure it out. And he has one of his lemonades. He's like, oh, my goodness, that's the best lemonade I'd ever had. And it's like, OK, well, that's why people keep going there. And that's why people are buying from them is because it's amazing is because the service and the care and, and all that stuff is amazing, not because of the tricks and things that you do to get them in the door. It should be because they feel a real sense of care um, and that they really are on track and, and value what you're, you're providing uh, to a yeah. level that you value yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think like, I guess maybe kind of going off of this, it, like reminds me too of like myself and um lots of other people when they first start a practice like the fear of like being good enough you know like you were just saying like you have to be like confident in your offer and something that like I really tried to focus on and kind of what you're saying before about like you can only be responsible for yourself is like even if like the clinical diagnosis is not something that you've been treating like for a zillion years and then maybe it's something that's totally new to you you can still be confident in your offer to help somebody because mm-hmm. like that will never change mm-hmm. might even just only get better you know in in the way that you interact with your patients and like go about guiding them but you know like you can have the clinical uh confidence as well that's obviously that's good mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know, but when you're first getting started, or, you know, something crazy comes up, you can still have the confidence in that part. Like, you know, like, I'm very strong at building a relationship with someone and rapport and also research, (laughs) you know, and and talking to other clinicians to help help this patient. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's, you know, another, another thing to boost that confidence is, um, because you've been surrounded by people for so long that are within this this world you you forget that you know you forget that other people don't understand it and so you almost assume that the people that you're talking about have all the same knowledge as you and maybe some or at least some of your friends within the workout world but you know, some of my clients don't know what a quad is, you know, they don't know, they don't know things and you have to educate them. And and so if you can give them just that base, just a little bit more, you know, you're definitely going to be able to help them. Um, And so, yeah, it's important to remember that. And uh, yeah, it's, you definitely have the ability to help people no matter where you are. Yeah. So be confident in that. You know, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's just like, it's so interesting to like, look back and see like, if I had only just chilled out for one second, <laughs> you know, like, maybe it wouldn't have been so stressful. But of course, like, all those experiences, like helped lead us to where we are right now. Right. Um, yep. And I know before we run out of time here, there's no pivot to this. Uh, but Bill, being a newish dad, being a parent as a business owner, Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, again, this is one of those new things I, I alluded to, but I don't know if I actually told you we're expecting a, another child. So, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so going to be a dad again, uh, dad to two, which is going to be uh, crazy. Can't, can't even imagine. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's challenging because you have to ask your partner to do certain things and kind of have your back in that sense uh, when it comes to, 
making sure that home is taken care of while you do things that you need to do for your business, whether it's going to workshops or, you know, treating late or, you know, just kind of taking time that's maybe not that, you know, consistent uh, nine to five type work. You have to be on the same page with your partner about it. And then, um, you know, honestly, to be honest, I think my business is way easier than parenting. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's just like, you know, that's, and I think a lot of the lessons that I learned for business are, and with parenting, like cross mold. So it's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's challenging. It's, 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 um, you know, you have, it, you, you have different time, uh, responsibilities than someone who doesn't have children. You have um, different things tugging at you than people who don't have children. Uh, you have less sleep uh, likely than people that don't, or or possibly more stress. With now, I have a toddler who's you know throwing tantrums, and so being able to kind of learn to just zen um, and meditate uh, while they have a tantrum is uh, is crucial. But yeah, it comes it comes at a cost of time and 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 structuring your schedule and making sure that you are as efficient as you can within the time that you do have uh, in order to be able to go home and enjoy your family and be present with your family versus um, going home and still thinking about the business and, and not being present. That's only going to create problems uh, with time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, so I feel like it's, it kind of even just like falls under the whole topic of like life balance. And, yeah. um, I know that's something that like you and I talked about like quite a bit and I definitely do not claim to be perfect at it. Um, which <laughs> I just feel like it's so hard too. when like, you really love what you do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you like it and you yeah. enjoy it. And yeah. then, you know, like you also like and enjoy your family. So right. <laughs> um, what, I guess like what tips or advice, like, do you have any like sneaky tactics <laughs> to help? Yeah, with balance? yeah, definitely. Like there are times where I'll take the afternoon and go just do something by myself. Um, and that's, you know, you have to get over that feeling that we talked about, about not doing stuff for work or that you're, you should be working or whatever. But, um, you know, you always hear that self time and, and taking a break is, is, is taking care of yourself and actually helping progress the business, which, which it is because it makes you you know, more effective when you are working. So um, taking time and doing the things that you care about, scheduling it in so that you go and do it um, and you can have a little bit of alone time. Uh, that's kind of sneaky because you don't get involved. And if you had a real job, like you wouldn't get that. So it's like, yeah. that's one of the perks. And that's one of the things that at the beginning you're saying, like you, you can make your own schedule and you can kind of do what you want to do. And that's, that's the beauty of it is you, you, you do make your own schedule. You can schedule a uh, um, afternoon where you can go. Like I like to go and just go Frisbee golf by myself and I, I stink. I'm really bad at it. So I'm not slowing <laughs> down. So it's awesome. So I'm just kind of in nature throwing, throwing a disc and, and enjoying, enjoying kind of walking in the woods by myself. And then usually when I come out of it, I feel so much better and I'm ready to go home and uh, be a dad and, and ready for the next day. I, and, you know, walking and, and nature and all that stuff help you ease your mind and it can help you think through things and um, you're never going to turn your brain off completely. So sometimes scheduling time off is also going to allow you that calm to think of the things that you need to think of, mm -hmm. uh, meaning it just kind of comes to you. Um, another tip I was actually... I would just say I, I was working out in the morning. Now I would just say just get your sleep. It's so important. Um, 
figure out when you're going to work out another time during the day. Um, you know, some people feel like they need to kind of get up and work out. Yeah, definitely possibly case, but then make sure you go to bed early. Um, so yeah, just, you need the sleep. You got to do it. And then, um, it, your body, you know, your body's a temple. So it's like, if you don't take care of what you eat, how you sleep, how you how you rest and, and recover um, your hydration, it's it's going to impact you because at, at a greater level because of how much stress is on you, whether it is from a family parenting side or from a business side, uh, it, it's going to show up because um, there's a lot of stress. And that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, of course, everybody says, like, take care of yourself, blah, blah, blah. You know, but if you think about it in a way of, you know, like my body is going to be able to like better handle the stress of the business because I took care of myself and like did all these like things that um, everybody says. I like the TikTok meme that's like, oh, I like go for a stupid walk for my stupid mental yeah. health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like if you build up your capacity to right. handle all of that, yeah. I mean, just like building up muscular capacity yeah. for whatever. Yeah. Um, I you think, know, it's I think with that, it's also it kind of breaks me remember like another another big thing for parenting and for business. Yeah. If you, if you aren't if you aren't meditating, it, it helps you. It's not it's not the art of shutting your brain off. It's your, it's the art of learning how to come back into yourself when everything around you is chaos. Mm -hmm. uh, so your, your brain is kind of the chaos during meditation because you're just sitting there and then you have to kind of come, come into yourself. And that helps you when your toddler's having a tantrum, when you're late to drop off when you have someone um, not, you know, no show or, you know, something goes wrong in the business it allows you to be able to kind of work that muscle, that that muscle that yeah. is helping you um, stay calm in the situation. So that's, a, I guess, another big tip, I would say, if there's parents uh, and business owners that aren't meditating, um, I would highly recommend working that in. Yeah, I love that. Um, I feel like we covered so much <laughs> today and like all the tips on all the things that you could possibly run into <laughs> owning a business. Um, and thank you so much. Um, you know, like, I think this is a, like a really good place to kind of wrap up because there's a lot to digest you know in this episode and everything yep. and um you know i just i really like bill and i have had a really great relationship at both growing our businesses and everything and um it's super cool to see all the things that you're doing so i just want to say thank you so much for being here and for offering all of your advice um it's been really helpful absolutely it's my pleasure and hopefully everybody can grow from it yeah um and if if anybody is interested in learning more about what you do where can they find you they are welcome to reach out to me on facebook um, just bill rankus or instagram i am b rankus dpt r-e-n-k-a-s and then uh move uh movement first hw is my business uh, i don't look at linkedin <laughs> me either <laughs> yeah those are those are the big ones you're welcome to message me if you'd like yeah uh, yeah cool awesome well great um thank you so much again and thank you to everybody who was here who was able to make it to the live recording um if you're watching on the replay here youtube the podcast, all the places. Thank you so much. And um, we hope this was helpful and we will see you on the next one. Thanks. That's a wrap. 
Thanks so much for listening. As always, I am honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. Who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com.